Now pull your head out of your goddamn ass and start fucking podcasting. Oh, this is yes. episode 37 of Insert Credit. No. I am Pope Alex Jaffe, and the upcoming video game I am currently the most excited about is Drakengard 3. Oh, Drakengard 3. The current uh, My name is Tim Rogers, and my current most excited video game that's not released yet is Drakengard 3. Uh, I'm Brandon Sheffield, and the game that I'm currently most interested in that is not yet released is uh, called Drakengard 3. <laughs> oh, that one. Oh, yeah. Uh, my name is Frank Cifaldi. Uh I'm too shocked from uh, the vulgarity of that opening to even think about video games, and I'm going to need some time to recover. All right. Video games suck anyway. That's true. <laughs> hey, Brandon, you uh, kind of won last week's episode, so you get to come up with the first question. Yep. Uh, so my first question is uh, related to something that we may have just talked about, which is, uh, what do you hope to see from Drakengard 3? It's made by Access Games, who made Deadly Premonition, mm-hmm. but not the team that involves Swery. Right. Uh, and it has the uh, director of Nier and Drakengard 2, and it's got... Uh, not to mention Kichi Okabe. Yes, that's what I was about to say. Right. And uh, so it's got it's got maybe the right team for the job, possibly. Um, uh, Access Games, not necessarily known for their execution, but then again, neither was Kavia all the time. Mm-hmm. So that uh... I like their execution all the time. I think their execution is <laughs> great. I think they had basically the best execution. <laughs> best execution. Best execution. Like people, people who didn't like their execution are the people who should give up. Yeah. And people who should who should go take a bath and never get out of the tub. <laughs> those are the people who like execution executives. Those those are the people who did not like Cavia. Yeah. Okay, and that's why Cavia is dead because people couldn't see how good <laughs> the execution was. They weren't known for the execution, but they should have been. So anyway, what do you want to see from this game? Well, I know that uh, Amy Evans worked with. Uh, access on the Ace Combat series. She's on a bunch of the tracks as a vocalist, so I'm hoping to see her again. Also, uh, you know, a lot of the Ace Combat, some some Ace Combat people were involved in the Dragon Parts, Dragon Mm -hmm. Guard, and I personally thought the Dragon Parts were cool, so I hope they take the Dragon to the next level. Yeah. Because I liked Uh, being able to jump on the Dragon, and then now you're above the battlefield, but you have to deal with those anti-air guys mm -hmm. who can shoot at the Dragon. So you can take the anti-air guys out on foot, you know, before you get on the dragon. I, I want to see more really, really clever interplay between dragon and guy on foot. Uh, from say. what I have read, the central mechanic of Dragon Guard 3 is going to be something involving song magic. And I wonder I how like much that. that has to do with the success of Near soundtrack. That, uh, okay, if we're going to do a game, let's just make it all about the music. I wanna yeah, that would more. be dumb. I want there to be really, really good combat on mm-hmm. on foot because the combat yeah. in Dragon Guard Two was like it was like right. silk, like silk and leather, <laughs> and sometimes like really hard leather. Yeah, sometimes like really fine silk. I want a I want a wall that. jump and the Scrooge McDuck cane. Oh, yeah, they've sure. got both of those. They've got both <laughs> of those yeah. already. You got I've it. Seen, oh. I've seen the design documents. There, awesome. those are in there. I'm so glad. Keiichi Okabe. I hope that I hope that he uh, I hope that he can get it together and do a near style soundtrack on this one. And uh, because you know, like when I when I first the first time I paid attention to his name was when I was listening to the near soundtrack because well, yeah. it was so cool. 
And then I was like, I wonder what what this other dude's stuff is like. And it was all terrible, terrible Tekken music. Well, what I know and about man, yeah. what I know about Kichi Okabe is that he had planned for Nier to be his last video game soundtrack, and then just do anime from then on. So he took a bunch of crazy risks with Nier that he normally wouldn't have with a standard paint by numbers game, and man, it was so well received that he's like, okay, maybe I could do this some yeah. more. Tekken took uh, zero chances. Tekken's and... music is like it's like jazz fusion for robots. Is what yeah. it like. <laughs> yeah, it's uh... jazz fusion for Terminators. There so we go. Hip hop like, for fifty-year-old white ladies. Yeah, so Tekken was Okabe intentionally playing it safe, and with Dragon Guard's pretty eclectic soundtrack history, I'm guessing he's going to. Uh, kind of continue that tradition. Yeah, but the thing is, like, you, you say that Tekken is, is him playing it safe, but really the, what it is, his entire career is him playing it safe, except for Nier. Nier is yeah, the only true. good soundtrack he's ever done. Mm-hmm. So it could have been an accident. He just, he, he just like, took a bunch of uh, mushrooms and was like, yeah, bro. I'm those are, those are actually no longer legal in Japan. Uh, oh, right? they, they, haven't, they haven't been legal since, like, 2003. I know this because uh, I had a lot of uh, conversations with foreign tourists. Shrooms are legal here, right? And it's like, no, that was like nine, that. Your information is from like 1996. I'm sorry. Wait, but Tim, uh, when so were you in Japan? A long time ago. There is a comment on the YouTube that says, "Outside of Near, what other caviar games are stellar?" And to this guy, I say, the good news is you're fired. <laughs> because uh, because uh, Guard 1 and 2 are really good so why don't you get those why don't you get those jerk and, also uh, uh, Ghost in the Shell standalone complex and Bullet mm-hmm. Witch as well Bullet yes. Witch indeed Bullet Witch mm-hmm. should actually be pretty easy to find and if you get that and if you feed it to your Xbox your Xbox won't be hungry for a god darn long time. It's true, and uh, it's got free costumes you can download hmm. to you make, make it look Xbox, like a fairy. Your Xbox is hungry right now, so there's only one food that can scratch the itch. Is that food Call of Duty Black Ops 2, Tim? That food is Bullet Witch. Ah. Call of Duty Black Ops 2, Tim. Bullet Witch will scratch the itch. In oh, your hungry there you Xbox. go. <laughs> uh, made to order back the box quote years after its release, and it is no longer in print. Your Hooray. Xbox has chicken pox, and Bullet Witch will scratch its itch. So this is the Insert Credit Podcast. What we do is I throw a bunch of topics at the panel that they haven't heard before. They have six minutes to answer them, and if we go over, I play a sound effect, and we go on. At the end, we have a lightning round. Whoever does the best at the lightning round gets to a- gets to ask the first question next week. After yeah. the show, we have a 20-minute Q&A for those listening to us live, and honk, honk. Uh, that's the name of the show. So, here we go. Honk. 20-minute Q&A of the show. Yes. <laughs> Do the benefits of the always-online model Electronic Arts has endorsed outweigh the risks? Mm. What are the benefits of it? That for whom? Uh, the benefits are only for, for them, really. Yeah, so that people can't pirate their stuff? Is that what yeah. the benefit is? So, I mean, if we're talking about as a consumer, the answer is obviously no. If we're talking about as a company, depends on what kind of a douchey company you are. Exactly. if a game is always online, what advantages can be given to the player? Uh, Constant, persistent streaming patches of of content. 
Yeah. Uh, they can constantly be adding new items to something like Diablo, mm-hmm. uh, managing the unique item population in something like Diablo. But like, but I don't think SimCity is a game that would benefit I don't think from that at all. No. Yeah, so, yeah. I, don't, I don't really think it is either. Uh, having looked at a little bit of that SimCity, I haven't played it yet despite my interest in doing so because I'm too busy doing stuff like not playing games. I feel like that SimCity does have kind of a neat... Uh, it's built to be more of a Diablo sort of thing. You know, somebody in the comments can correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I think it's supposedly got a whole lot more neat stuff in it, stuff that you can do. The, uh, um, no, go ahead, sorry. Maybe, maybe theoretically they could uh, benefit from an always online thing, but it's... It's not. It's not my place to argue in favor of it when the system apparently isn't working in this case. So I would say that the context in which it is most beneficial for the player is in an MMO because it's you have to be online to interact with other players and do other things. Mm-hmm. They don't tend to have extensive offline modes. Uh, it is a massively multiplayer game. It's built into the into the title of the genre slash platform slash whatever, and uh, if not for that, it's just a game where you click on stuff, so uh, definitely that is the place where customers benefit the most, but I don't care about those. And like, in theory, in a game that um, has semi-random or random drops uh, that could benefit from being a little bit scripted to keep you going, that has a system that's maybe a little too smart for your computer to do locally. I can see, in theory, that being interesting, um, but I don't think that any game is really like that yet, other than for extortionist reasons, like a Zynga game. Heck yeah. Good old social yeah. games, I guess they require that. I feel like, you know, playing a little bit of the old Farm Bill too. it's like, oh yeah, there's some cool stuff, you know, that they uh, they throw in there and randomize and yeah, but it's, it's not like actually random, right? I mean, it's it's kind of reading what you're doing and 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 reporting to home base, and home base is kind of dictating what happens, right? There's actual things that uh, I I happen to have some information saying there there is stuff that's random, that's oh. like truly random. It's picking a number, and it's like the, the Zynga games are designed in a lot more of a friendly manner than you might think. Like uh, you you might think that they're just being really. Uh, needlessly cruel about everything, but there there are cases where it's like one in 32 times you're going to get this item that you want, and the chance increases every time. So if you don't get it the first time, now it's one in 31 times. So they, they do kind of sometimes do stuff like that. Not that I really care, but uh, yeah, they do that sort of stuff. But in theory, that's interesting and possibly pleasant. It, it, is, it is possibly pleasant. And I mean... I can almost I can if I sat down and thought about it for a while I could think of a couple good reasons that a Sim City game would need to be always online even if you're playing it single player but I can't really think of any that uh you know are so interesting that it's like well this is so cool that we just they couldn't make the game offline yeah, because I mean, you could. So cool. you, I can't think of one that's that cool. I can't either. You could do stuff like having real-time traffic in your neighborhood, or weather, or 
things like that, like have some actual data that is related to where you physically are that feeds into your game, but I don't think it's actually that cool. And again, we're talking about theoretical games that aren't SimCity, and to answer this question, there seems to be no benefit at all. Yeah. So yeah. If Other the, than... Go ahead. Oh, if, if the system worked, would people be complaining about it? Yes. Probably not. Who, who would the who would the people be that complained about it? Is people who are pirating the game or want to pirate the game? What I don't see people complaining about is last year I downloaded the demo of Mass Effect Three, and when I tried to launch it, it told me I had to create an EA Origin account on my Xbox. Oh, and I've I seen people Im- complain about that. I just immediately sure. deleted the demo. How come that doesn't have more uh, complaints about it? I don't want to make some account within my Xbox, which already has an account, uh, just yeah. to play a demo of something to decide if I want to buy it. That's yeah. weird. Now, there are a bunch of uh, there were complaints of, about that. Bunch of EA haters on the Gama Sutra uh, comments. I believe they like to be called heaters. Heaters. All right. Yeah. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Um, that was pretty good. The, uh, but yeah, they they have they complained about that a lot. And anytime any story about EA comes up, they're like, "Origin is the worst. Why does it exist? Why do I have to do this? Steam is already there. Why do I have to have or- Origin too? These people are just trying to scam you out of more money." I guess that was the sound telling us we can we have to stop. Found a treasure. Yep. All there right, we next, go. Next cue. In most video games, after you defeat an enemy, it disappears. Where does it go? Space. It goes sp- I didn't actually know that. They, they, they recycle the polygons back into, uh, into the mainframe, and then they can be used again later. Oh, because every video game is the TV show reboot. I, w- I wish that were a true thing. That would be really cool if they, if they actually had to recycle. And re- it, you know what would be really cool is if when you... When you down an enemy, any enemy, I guess this is similar to Tim. Uh, I realize Tim likes to kill skeletons in video games. Skeletons uh, are awesome. This is almost a similar idea where whenever you, you defeat an enemy, those polygons have like rip apart and rearrange into another creature elsewhere. That would oh, be that's pretty fun. cool. I would like that. It also depends on the game. Sometimes uh, they don't go anywhere. Their matter just transforms into something else, like a coin. Mm-hmm. That's right. Or, uh, I thought or that was just like they, they dematerialized except for the content of their wallets. Yeah, but they like in the case of, let's say, a crab that you fight, did, did, where did it keep that coin? It, it didn't have it. a coin. It ate no. the coin. Crabs have tiny mouths. Now they it, eat it, a lot of stuff. It, it couldn't eat a whole coin yeah, that would still that, be whole. That coin was like the size of the crab, practically. Yeah, it, it turned into a coin. coin. Yeah. Is what happened. Man, yeah. yeah. I, how does a crab become a coin, though? Transmogrification. It's a video you have, like, game. Magic shoes that when you jump on things, they transform. Man, if I can eat a turkey leg off the ground as a vegetarian, I can turn a crab into a coin by jumping on it. Sure, That's right. You don't want to jump on crabs in most games, though. No, no you got to because they have pincers up. You got to yeah. spin dash into them. Yeah. They, they keep their pincers up. In Mario Brothers, you got to hit them from the bottom and then kick them when they're flipped upside down. In Donk, you just got to hit them from the side. What is the and function of Sonic's boring. shoes? Do they make him fast? Is he fast without them? They, or they, do they the shoes turn things into coins? Oh, no, they okay. definitely the shoes, make him fast. 
Yeah, right. without those shoes, he'd be just some bum in the street. He'd be well, regular yeah. the hedgehog. <laughs> well, how, how do you figure his shoes could possibly turn things into into? Uh, I think you said coins, but you probably meant rings. He um, did mean rings. Rings, yes. Things don't turn into rings when Sonic hits them. No, they don't. Absolutely not. He destroys things with his spines. TV. He yeah, he, and then little birds come out. Right, yeah, but that's not his shoes. His shoes has nothing though. to do with that. Yeah, well, the, the, it, actually, Sonic has a really good uh, explanation for the birds coming out because those birds are trapped inside of robots. Yep. Yeah, because Dr. Robotnik, a.k.a. Eggman, traps the birds inside of robots. So that yeah. is not a situation where the robot uh, becomes a bird when it disappears. That's it literally disappears. the thing that's trapped inside it, yeah. Right. You're freeing yeah. the bird. So mm-hmm. Sonic is very, very careful about how he destroys them, even at right. high speeds. Because so if he can. hits that thing too hard, that's a dead bird. Mm-hmm. In yeah. Sonic, you actually see the pieces of the robot fall yeah. off the front of the screen, which is cool. Which makes you wonder if you're just running along sheer cliffs through the yeah. whole game. The you Sonic tell because it's two D. That's the, the Sonic part universe of the game. is a lot more internally consistent than the Mario universe. Heck yeah. yeah. Right. One might say they explain things a little bit too much, right. but I like that. Yeah. Especially when they get to the kissing scenes and such. Yeah, that's so hot. I mean, it might just be like a a really fast time-lapse photograph of the enemies decomposing. Well, while you're running, so then if it's a time-lapse photograph, you're just kind of standing there while it decomposes. Well, when, when when something dies in a video game, it enters its own little time bubble. Oh, wow. And exists outside of uh, the time of the protagonist. That's actually a cool idea for an enemy disappearance in a game, is to see an enemy just decompose time-lapse really fast, like realistically, like yeah. insects eat them up. I was, I remember the game the uh, Saints Row, the first Saints Row game. When you shoot a guy, he falls down, and this can be like any pedestrian. You can like shoot an old lady, and she'll fall on her back and immediately disappear. Like immediately. Won't even, won't even be lying on the ground for one like full second. And if you buy a drink at a fast food place, he'll drink it immediately and then throw the cup right onto the ground, right? And the cup will roll around for about six to seven seconds. Right. Just watch the cup roll around and then the cup disappears. So being there for like six seconds is really jarring. But seeing an, an old lady just fall back and disappear like the instant she touches the ground is, is also jarring. But which one is more jarring? If she, had lay, if she laid there for seven seconds and then disappeared, would that look worse? It's all pretty strange. The, yeah. I was. It's pretty strange in general. No matter the more realistic you make the game look. Yeah. I like when the uh, body of the enemy is consistently there until you turn around, and then when you come back, it's gone. Like somebody dragged it away. So and I that's, was. That's cool. Yeah. I'm. I'm not sure if I've mentioned this before, but uh, the uh, first first time I saw Assassin's Creed, there was a dude playing it, and he was trying to spell his name with bodies of townspeople. Oh gosh. And he was convinced that he could eventually spell his name if he did it fast enough, but really they have kind of a max polygon count that they're going to allow for dead bodies so they can keep populating things. Yeah. So he kept trying to do it, and he would be like, ah, I got a little closer that time, but he was just laying them all down in a, in a row to try to spell David, I think, and that was, pretty, uh, that was a pretty fun time. He should have gone with Dave. Good. Dave would have been a lot easier because it's yeah. like one less letter. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, the E is a pretty complicated letter, and yeah, it uh, actually is. I and D are just three strokes. Yeah. 
There we go. Excellent. If, here we go. If you could eliminate maybe we one... Should we con- should maybe, maybe pause here because sure. uh, Brandon's having technical difficulties. All right. What, what is wrong with Brandon? I think I'm alive now. Okay, okay. Oh, you're alive. Let's okay. do it. Next if you could, If you could eliminate one common lazy game critique from the vernacular of reviewers at large, what would it be? Ooh. Like you mean like a phrase or like an actual thing people complain about? An actual thing people complain about. Because people complaining that uh, uh that say a caviar game is uh uh what do you call it? A mixed bag or whatever. I would I would get rid of that because they're not mixed bags. They're that's bags. not that common though. There aren't that many. Yeah, that only applies to caviar games. <laughs> I, yeah. I remember reading a review of uh uh I, I would I, w- I wish people would stop comparing visionary fantastic games to the game that most looks like them. For mm-hmm. example, uh, every review of Spartan Total Warrior compares the game to Dynasty Warriors and concludes that uh, it's not as good as Dynasty Warriors because it's way different, even though it looks the same. So obviously, it's a yeah. failure. I uh, I, I saw mean, a lot I personally. Of comparison. Mm-hmm. I personally have no confidence whatsoever in game reviews, like, period. Yeah, same here. So, yeah, I mean, I it's, think it's true it, of all of us. It's kind of been a while since I've read many of them. I, I remember disliking when people would say that something is like X experience on Y drug. I don't like mm-hmm. that. Right, that's we pretty stupid. That. But, I, but that's probably that, been dead for about 10 years, and we're not. Yeah, it might have been. Yeah, and was, that's more of a phrase than a criticism. Yeah, um... Uh, yeah. My, my actual one, I mean, I, I don't read reviews either, but I imagine that people still complain about the length of a game. Yep, that and was the one I had down. You I win feel, Family Feud, Frank. I feel like length is uh, kind of a consumer choice as to whether or not we're okay with it. Um, I'm more than okay with paying $60 for like eight solid hours that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm, I, 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 I think that should be... Um, you know, kind of in the bullet points, mm-hmm. so to speak, but I don't think that's a, a fair criticism of any game. I would also say one thing I've noticed in a lot of reviews is a lack of understanding of development processes. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, yeah. Didn't anyone test this game? Yeah, people will be will will say some just some really in- ignorant stuff like the physics in this game are terrible, and it's like, do you actually understand what physics are? Uh, you know, like this, their definition of terrible is it doesn't make me have a fun time, but maybe they're realistic. You know, maybe that's not what they were going for. It's, uh, yeah, development stuff is definitely a big one that I wish people would stop criticizing developers as though it was their choice to spend three months less time than they should on the game. You know. Yeah. Man, if I were to just open any review of a game, I would immediately come up with like 25 things oh, that sure. I just don't like oh, yeah. about game reviews. But like, like, well, I've noticed now that Nintendo games don't always get a 10 out of 10. Like they, a couple, whereas a couple of years ago, they definitely always did. So that's cool. Um, I, I wish people would be... Uh, more critical of writing and story, I guess, ultimately. Writing and plot. The fact that I saw, like, six reviews of Skyrim, because I wrote a review of Skyrim for Kotaku where I just, 
you know, I wrote, I, I was trying to write the most negative thing possible about it. Like, I saw like six reviews of Skyrim that say it's like Game of Thrones, the video game, like <laughs> at, in reference to its plot, and it's like, no way, man. It's like, it's like Game of Thrones rewritten in crayon, is what it's like. It's like I wish that I mean. Hmm. Hmm. Or story or writing. Was I just frozen for like a minute? Yeah. You were frozen, yeah. What the heck? It's fine. <laughs> Let's move on. I don't know, man. Um, I agree with that. Like, XCOM is a cool game in spite of the writing. The writing is terrible in that game. It actively revolts me. Like, I hate it. Um, and it's pretty I, gross, yeah. It's it's one of the few games where you know I've always kind of wanted to see what the story was about and know what's going on in it, and so I'll suffer through the cutscenes. But that was the first game where I was like, all right, maybe I just don't need to bother with it. Maybe I'll just have the fun experience of playing it, and I will not listen to them say, oh no, the aliens are coming again. It was it was a fool's errand. Now, like that's a memorable enough quote to put in my intro. It's just fool's errand. It's really... It was a fool's podcast. This is episode thirty-eight of Insert Credit. Yeah, yeah. yeah we can try that one. Yeah, sure. man. Yeah, I don't know. I, I wish that reviews would uh, stop talking about story unless they're going to tear it apart. Because I can't think of any games that are actually that well written. I can't either. Not even ones no. that I've written. It's really hard to write good video game I dialogue, as I mentioned in the last podcast. Well, it, it can be done. It's just really hard. I wrote I really good tutorial text for my puzzle game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah tutorials Tutorials can be pretty fun, though, sometimes, I think. Mine is very, very concise and snappy. It's like that. Snappy size. I find that is by far the best kind of game writing, is just snappy, just you know, saying what you got to say really quickly and, and maybe Snap a little it, weirdly. Pop it, yeah. yeah. So um, the best right. video game writing is minimalist, then. Maybe. Yeah, why not? Yeah. As little writing as possible. Okay. One 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 thing I want to get out of the the uh, the uh, critical vernacular is just stop comparing stuff to Bioshock. Just ignore it. <laughs> and it'll go away. That's perfect. Let's move on. Who would All win right. in an actual fight amongst the Super Smash Brothers cast? I don't know who's in that game. That game sucks. I think Super uh, Smash Brothers. Uh, Mario. Mario's in there. Mario would not win, dude. Come on, he doesn't have a gun. Captain Falcon. <laughs> Captain Falcon is a race car driver. How would he win a fight? He'd run everybody over. I don't know. He doesn't he, get a car. That's not fair. He's got a bunch of moves in that game. But that's just Captain in that Falcon game. Sucks. Yeah, but you said in the actual cast of that game. No, the, I said in the cast, fight, not by like the real rules world, of the game. Like a real-world fight. Yeah, considering has... their actual backgrounds in their respective so franchise. Like, like, like Bowser, really. Bowser and Captain Falcon and Link and, and whoever. Yeah, so what, what actually, what actually, actually wanted to kill each other on the streets, and there wasn't a smash. Yeah, what, what you're telling me is that I have, to, I have to believe that these characters exist, but not that they exist in that particular game, only that they existed in other games, but also... Yeah, you have to judge them by how they are portrayed in their native franchise. This is a very specific request. I think that Samus from Metroid would win, because she has the the giant metal suit. 
uh, is impervious to damage. Yeah, but from can't Kirby eat punches it? and kicks? That's that's a good question. Everything Kirby eats seems to be kind of fluffy and weak. Yeah. Also, Kirby big stuff. Kirby can't eat. Inches tall. Kirby is yeah, yeah. really little guy. So he Bowser's can't fit. probably pretty big. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Well, I was Bowser's thinking not in it. Super Smash Brothers. He's in Super Smash Brothers Melee. Oh, now we got to know the difference between them. I don't know who's in this freaking game. Samus could Samus could kill Bowser. Um, yeah. Samus could freeze Kirby with the freeze beam, even if she couldn't kill him, and then just leave him there forever. But what if he like ate the put him in a refrigerator? That would be very difficult for him to do. What if she used the freeze wave beam that shoots three giant frozen freeze the charged freeze wave beam? That shoots I mean, three giant freeze beams at him. I think we're discounting the efficacy of Ness here. There's Ness, not much you can do against a psychic guy. Of who? Ness. Who that? I think Brandon from has from never Earthbound. played a Nintendo game. Yeah. Um, he said from what now? <laughs> he's, a, he's from Earthbound. He's a teenage yeah, woman. Oh, oh yeah, right. He's a child with psychic powers. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't play that either. I could take Ness. It's not hard. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he does. You could take mom, Ness. Right? You think you could beat Ness up, Frank? Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's a better question. Uh, which video game characters do you think you personally could beat up? All of them except for Samus. <laughs> hmm. What video game characters could I beat up? Yeah. A lot of NPCs. Yeah. Yeah, I think some of those people in Grand Theft Auto who don't even fight back. Yeah, the old lady who disappears in uh, Saints Row. Saint yeah. When you shoot her in the face, and then, uh, yeah. The GTA people who don't fight back, they run at, like, the same speed you do, though, and they run away from Yeah, you. they're really fast. Yeah, you can't yeah, really but... catch up to them until the, unless you have a ranged weapon or they hit a corner. I mean, do yeah. I win if they run away? If so, then I could take them, but do if I yeah. kill them? If run away, you've beaten them at a fight, yes. Yeah, okay. I think if they run away, you win. Okay, then, You didn't yeah. say you have to kill them. We said you just have to be able to beat them up. Okay. Right? I could probably beat up some of the Assassin's Creed guys, like yeah. the, the heroes in Assassin's Creed. Uh-huh. You think you could I take think, on uh, Desmond Miles? Yeah, I could, I could probably take that guy out. Yeah. I've seen that the guy. The guy who's not the Assassin, the guy who like wears the brain hat of the Assassin. Yeah, the guy who sits in the brain hat yeah. and, uh, and plays the video game that I'm also playing. Yes. You could probably because I can play guy. the video game about as well as he can. You could probably do more push-ups than that guy. Yeah, he looks like a chump. Yeah. What do you like? I remember um, when Assassin's Creed One came out. Nobody had any idea that the game had this VR, not not subplot. I guess it's a superplot. I guess is what you would call it. Yeah. They have this VR superplot, and then when the game came out, it was blowing people's minds. And I remember going, "I'm going to try this game out just to see what's up with that." And then I was like, "Oh God!" The guy's like, "I'm just a bartender. What do I know?" And I'm like, yeah, I could beat this guy up. Uh, who would so, win in a fight? Brandon Sheffield or Guybrush Threepwood? Guybrush knows more sword fighting than me. Yeah, yeah but it's all just the uh, the insults, though. Oh, yeah, insults. If you, were, if you remember them all, and you probably don't, then... Uh, I well, I, rem- I remember up, them all, yeah. I can probably think of better ones. Yeah, that's true. Like, like I said of a movie preview the other day. Are you guys ready for this? I yes, said, I yes. saw this movie... And I said, I would rather jerk off in a pet shop than watch that movie. Just That's off the top good. of my head. 
You could probably beat up guy. I could, I could probably beat like that. that. That's yeah. true. Yeah. I would rather. I, jerk I could probably break it, beat up uh, Catherine. Oh. <laughs> Frank, yeah, this got really dark. Up, yeah. Frank, do you think you could beat up Frank West from Dead Rising? Um, if I caught him by surprise, yeah. He he's covered wars before, though. Frank Have versus you? Frank. I, I've I've created wars. What kind of wars? Virtual wars. Uh, the the bad kind, where people die. Oh man! Do you I'm think the you mastermind could take any them. of the uh, advanced wars guys? Do you think you could out advance wars the advanced wars people? They're also friendly. They don't even they like. They don't die. They don't seem to actually get hurt. They're just you know a whole bunch of their troops die and they're and then they they cry. They're really yeah, sad. like they go on picnics and kill each other. They've never. Like, they've may, they've maybe never. They they might have never faced an actual murderer. Before. I remember the tutorial in the first Advance Wars where it's like use your tank to kill these guys because like awesome. So tanks are strong against those, and I'm like. You're actually killing people in this game with guns right. and stuff, and <laughs> and it's just like your kid is all Pokemon, yeah, Japanese fist pump gesturing, <laughs> and and grinning with big bright eyes. It's like okay, yeah. I always thought that weird. was pretty weird in that game where they're yeah. they're just kind of reveling in how cool yeah. war is. And Everyone's like cool. really glib about mass murder in that series. Yep. <laughs> Airplanes honking, honking, are cool. Honking, honking. Number six, Alexander Toulet, or possibly Toulet, asks, Assume video game music cover bands are awesome. You Done. start a video game music cover band. What instruments would be in the ensemble? And name three songs you would choose to play. That's really specific. It is. Well, I think that I would like to have um, the old Roland synth that they used in a lot of the... Falcom games and a lot of the TurboGrafx CD games because that had a real good sound to it. And then, <laughs> then I would want to have live drums, but also programmed drums mm-hmm. that could play off each other. And then, Ooh, and then I guess I would have a guitar, but the guitar would be used very sparingly. Uh, I don't, I don't like an overuse of guitar. In what is an overuse games. of guitar? Just when when you feel the need to replicate every part of the song with yeah. a guitar lick because I, it it's not necessary. I, I like guitar in these bands when it's used, you know, as a rhythm device as opposed to like playing the melody. That's, yeah. that's the best use of guitar for recreating like chiptune music, I feel. And sometimes playing guitar plus a synth together can be pretty cool if they if they're gonna harmonize with each other or something. I'll 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 enjoy that from time to time. But yeah, that's my answer. Oh, and what three songs to cover? Yes, three songs. God, that's a Bonk that's theme. a that's a tough one. I would like uh, to have the uh, stage one music from Legendary Axe. Mm. Um, I that's would a like. Good game. Yeah, I'd, I want the field music from Dragon Slayer 2, Legend of Heroes, uh, Dragon Slayer, Legend of Heroes 2. Um, and then I guess I need a third song, which would be maybe the Snake Man theme for Mega Man 3. There. Nice. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, Snake Man's open. Right. I'm going to open with the Mega Man 3 title screen for 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. 
Nice. Um, I think people would be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, Bayou Billy Stage 1. Oh, man. Jeez. Yep. Yep. I love that game. Well, and, uh... I love that game's stage one music. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that is, that's the part of the game to love. Um, God, I can't think of a third one, but um, I like the idea of steel drums in a video game cover band. I don't know if anyone's Ooh, done that's that good. Oh, um, you could definitely do a bunch of Mario songs that way. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, Yoshi's Island athletic theme. Also. Oh, oh, man. Yeah. There's a good uh, Snoop Dogg one of that, of Smoke Weed Every Day. Doop snog. Oh, I've There's heard that. Yeah, really that is good. really good. That's, that's yeah. my favorite one. Toops, play that under this uh, bit right here. Smoke weed. The, the, uh, it's the, yeah, Snoop Dogg, Smoke Weed Every Day, right. Yoshi's Island. Fantastic. Set to your songs. Did I, have, did I have to have music? more than one instrument? Before oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't I, just have steel drums, Frank. What else? How, how many do I have to have? Three. Enough for a considerable band. I thought you were choosing three. Oh. At uh, least three. You can choose whatever instruments you want, but you need to choose three songs. Okay, st- steel drum, uh, a Moog. Okay, a Moog. Like an actual old Moog would be yeah. really cool. And uh, uh, a stand-up bass. Cool. Oh, nice. I would have a guitar, a bass, and drums, because right. I think that's pretty much a good band setup. And uh, I would just uh, play original Final Fantasy theme songs uh, that's a that I would make original Final Fantasy no. battle themes that occasionally incorporate. This is a cover band, Tim. No, listen, listen. You're not. You are not <laughs> listening. You were not listening. You didn't even let me finish a sentence. Yeah, hold on. I'm on board here. Keep I'm going. not on board. So I would. Uh, overboard. I would. I would play all improvisations on the Final Fantasy IV regular boss theme music that just incorporated uh, random riffs. Also, I would cover the Ziggurat theme music because <laughs> so I wrote. You already that. know how to play it, so I already right. know how to play it. Frank was there. <laughs> if you guys have seen the uh, Ziggurat theme music live in Oakland video, Frank is the one holding the camera nice. on that. I didn't know so that. Good trip. That is true. That is Frank. He had a. He had. A, I think we gave him earplugs because it was really loud in there. It's okay, true. Um, we've got a minute and a half left on this. So, what would you call your bands? Man. <sighs> If I, had to do I, I, I really wish that Scott Pilgrim hadn't taken Clash at Demonhead as a band name because I really like it. It also ruins the Google search results for Clash at Demonhead, yeah. which I would love to be able to still Google. So thanks uh, for that, guy. You know, you know, way to go, Brian Lee. I'll name mine Galaxy Fraulein Yuna. Um, I'm not I actually going to name it that, but that's a TurboGrafx game, too. I just I just right. looked at my floor and found a Kabuki Quantum Fighter poster, so let's go with that. Kabuki yeah, call your, band, call your band QF. Oh, Q. Or KQF. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, yeah right, on, right on the drum kit, KQF. Right. Yeah. Wait, I have, yeah. a new, I have a new name, Gunhead. Okay. <laughs> yes. Nice. Okay, I would call Gunhead. my band The Lords of Thunder. That's what I would call my nice. band. Nice, I like oh, it. Great. I like it. Uh, and, let's just move uh, on because I don't think we're going to do any better than that. The Lords of Thunder. And okay, also, this I, next I, I want, oh, yeah, I was going to say, but also occasionally play a 45-minute rendition of the Final Fantasy VI Overworld theme. Yes. So that's the, I would that's listen to that. End. Okay. This next question I wrote at like three or four in the morning, and oh, I didn't edit it at all. It's just. Best dog with a question mark. <laughs> nice. 
<laughs> Best okay, so dog, just... the answer is all the dogs. But, yeah. Uh... Rush is a robot. Yeah, but so he's still a dog. Just... He counts. No, he's a dog. Hmm, I don't know I, if he's still a dog. I don't I don't really like the dog from Duck Hunt, because that dog's kind of a jerk. Yeah, that's yeah. the worst dog. Yeah. yeah, that's stupid, stupid, stupid dog. I, I do like the uh, the crotch-biting dog from from Dog to Rights, Dog Tribution. Yeah, Dog to Rights, oh, Dog Tribution has a really good crotch dog, yeah. There's a yeah. crotch button. There's a bite the crotch button. Bite crotch button. Good old um, crotch muncher. Is that his name? I think so. Probably, yeah. Crotch um, munch. Boy. It is now. <laughs> if somebody would make a really, really, really hard platform game uh, that was like Trials Evolution, but with touch controls and like really minutely difficult, and the main character was uh, a corgi that could jump about 40 feet through the air. Yeah. That's a really that good be idea. Best, that would be the best dog in video games. If only someone were making a game of that nature. Yeah. I'm going to go and with... If the, uh, if the dog's who... name was Tuffy, that would be even better. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with Goofy from Goof Troop. Oh, oh hey. my God. Oh, Troop. That's a good idea. Goof Troop. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Are we going to play Goof Troop at my house? When are we going to play Goof Troop at my house? We should do it. Do you have an S-Video gonna... input? Yes, yes, there's an S-Video input. Okay, we'll do it. We'll do it. All right. I'm 99% sure there's an S-Video because there's a... I'll look on the back later, but we, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's on there because I remember thinking, oh, hey, that's there. Well, can we oh, do better than Gorfy? Gorfy on Gorftorp? Um, we can probably think of better dogs. We can think of more dogs. What about best non-human dog? Like best sure. non-human... Best non-humanoid? Dog. Best non-anthropomorphic dog. Yes. Let's go with that. The best dog, dog yeah, yeah. Dog. like a dog. Yeah. I, like any of, dog. I like any of the NPC dogs. Uh, in things like Alundra and Landstalker and whatever, where there's just a dog and you go up and say hi to it and then it says woof. Oh, nice, yeah. I always want to talk to those dogs and see if they say woof. What, is, what about maybe... the uh, two dogs at the end of Dog Days? Spoilers. Oh, man. I, those dogs are very interesting dogs. Yeah, those are some cool dogs. I don't know if these guys have played that game, though. I have Everybody not. here should try it out. Yeah. I've got it. Uh, turn like, off your AC on the hottest day of summer, or wait till you break into like a hundred degree fever, and play Kane and Lynch Dog Days beginning to end. So first, first of all, Jaffe, uh AC doesn't exist where we are. So no, don't worry about that. Well, I'm talking um, to our audience. Okay. Oh, uh, uh, AC. And best dog actually is probably There's dog, only DCD pro- over here. Probably dog meat from the first Fallout. He was a really good dog, and he died all the time. And he made me keep reloading because I didn't want him to die because he was my dog. Aww. Yeah, that was a good dog. I like that dog too. Yeah. You know what isn't a good dog? The dog in Fable. Well, that dog. Did you not sucks. care more about that dog than anything else in your entire life, including your own? I child? hated that dog. That's the worst. Dog. I hated how mm. that dog. Well, would you didn't, like you run didn't off. play it right. Yeah. That dog would like run off to look at a treasure chest and. There would be like a huge, like the word treasure chest and an arrow pointing at the treasure chest when the dog ran off to look at yeah. it. I hate when uh, you're in the middle of a quest and you want to do something else, and the dog is constantly running towards where you're supposed to be on the quest. It's trying to distract you from the, the glittering golden path. Yeah. I like the zombie dogs in Resident Evil. The ones who jump through the window? I was going to say they're pretty yeah. cool. Zombies. That's pretty the good, best. Yes. The best surprise dog. It's like, what? 
There weren't dogs in this game, but now there is. <laughs> Surprise, dog. Until two microseconds one. ago, there weren't dogs. We got a pretty good one in the comments, which is the dog in Earthbound that says you're a really nice guy for talking to a dog. <laughs> That's a good one. That was a, that was a pretty good dog. Oh, how about the dog in Resident Evil 4? Was there oh, one? Man. I don't remember. Yeah, at the beginning of the game, oh, yeah, the wolf you see this, do- this uh, dog that's uh, like... Oh, it's in the trap! Wolf. Yeah. yeah. And if you and let it go, it helps you. Later I think it's game. a wolf. I, I'm with it's a wolf. A wolf's a kind of dog. No, it's not. true. <laughs> there are wolves in Minecraft. You can give them bones from skeletons, and then they follow you around. That's kind of cool. Are there any skeleton dogs? And you can breed games? them. Skeleton dogs? Yeah. Do any games have skeleton dogs? Skeleton dogs. Probably. What about uh, like Grim man, Fandango? Those would be so high. Are there any dogs in that? In what? Grim Fandango. Um, I, I want to say no. Well, maybe I don't think so. They're pigeons. I don't remember any dogs. Hmm. Pigeons are like dogs. That's true. They're like flying dogs. They're pretty similar to dogs. Yeah. I mean, like there was a everywhere. Nightmare Before Christmas video game, and there's a ghost dog in that, but that's not oh, like, yeah. that doesn't count. It doesn't count. Ghost dog. No, that doesn't count. Ghost dog. What about the movie Ghost Dog? No, the movie that's a, that's Ghost a, Dog a good movie. But it's a good movie, yes. Is that on Netflix? I want to watch that. Probably. I think it is on Netflix. I think, I think we're going to watch is. it. It's, it's all right. Yeah. I like yeah, the so part I where the you... old man in the parking lot beats up those dudes that are trying to take his stuff. Yeah. That's a cool part in that movie. I think we successfully it. answered what is the best dog. Shall Ghost we move dog. on? What, is, what was the best dog? All of the dogs. Uh, the best dog is Gorfy. Oh, Gorfy from Gorf Trip. Yeah. That's, he is a Disney character, though. Yeah. I would say the Resident Evil dogs simply for the, oh, wow, now there's dogs. Oh, yeah. Because they jump through the window. Yeah. Surprise dog. No one said Okami dog. And then you get to shoot it, and there's so many yeah, games. Nobody said, nobody said Okami dog. It's true. Yeah, that's stupid wolf. Yeah. yeah. Game's dumb. It's like Zelda for grandmothers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Fat we're really box. out of time, so we got to go on. Okay. Describe Tetsuya Nomura's ideal date. Oh, that's pretty good. Who's okay. that? What? Who is He's that? He's the character designer of a lot of the. Uh, He's the Final Kingdom Fantasy Hearts director. And the Kingdom Hearts director, and yeah, he's now like the creative director at Square Enix. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's like really the guy. terrible. He started as a guy who did terrible art with in colored pencils for Final Fantasy VII. So yeah. his ideal date is probably an, anthro- an an androgynous young boy, right? Maybe. Nah, I'm pretty sure he likes really fat women. He's fat himself. Is he so. okay? No, I think since he's fat, he probably likes twelve year old girls. That he has to pay for sex. Mm. I don't I know if they. I didn't want to go down this road, Brandon. This is, this is getting really dark. Well, you, you, I'm, you're I'm talking go about say, I'm going to go ahead and say that I've worked in Japanese video game development with uh, with really nerdy Japanese dudes who yeah. look like Tetsuya Nomura and wear the sorts of clothes that he did. And realistically, I'm being dead serious. It was not. Uh, common at all for them to actually be interested in that little girl fetish animated pornography. Like, yeah. that's a different class of person. Like, all of the the artist guys I knew at Japanese companies were into, like, uh, American and European indie films. Like, no joke. So, weird. That's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so maybe the answer is Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Oh, yeah, so they're all into of... Aubrey Plaza from Parks and Recreation. Yeah, I or... haven't seen that show. I think I'm going to watch that later. It's kind of dumb. Yeah. It's definitely worse After than 30 Rock. 30 Rock. 
Hmm. Well, I'll check it out later. Yeah, it's not as good as 30 Rock, but I like it. Anywho, uh, I, like I think his, his date would probably be some girl that likes him enough to go out with him. <laughs> no, but what would they do on the date? What would they do? Oh, yeah. I thought you meant the a, a person. That was they, part one of the question. Yes, I think what they would do is they would go have a uh, they would go have dinner, mm-hmm. and then he would say, "I really enjoyed this. Could could we do it again?" And she'd be like, "All right." And then on the fourth date, they would get married. <laughs> that seems about right. Yeah. That actually seems about uh, about what would happen. Um, I remember an interview in Famitsu on the subject of Kingdom Hearts 2 where Nomura said we that they started making Kingdom Hearts 2 almost immediately after Kingdom Hearts 1 was released and uh, that they were in, they needed to like double the size of their staff and a bunch of people quit because you know people graduate from Square Enix uh, mm-hmm. so a bunch of people they, they had to get new people and he said that he was so flattered by every interview subject because they were all uh, like they all told him at the beginning of the interview how big of a fan they were of the first Kingdom Hearts game which had at that point not been out a very long time so I reckon mm-hmm. if Tetsuya Nomura has a wife or a lady I reckon he probably didn't have one when he was working on Final Fantasies 7 and 8, and he probably got one somewhere between Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. So yeah. he probably married some lady that he worked with, uh, is what I'm thinking. Some lady that was hired for Kingdom Hearts 2, maybe like a, you know, like a 3D artist or something. So they would probably do stuff like that they do in Japan, which is just go to a movie, which is really expensive, and then go to like some... Italian restaurant, probably. Yeah. Quote unquote like some, Italian. Yeah, yeah, that's got some sort of decent ish food that's not really that authentic, but it sure is expensive. And then they would go to a different hotel to have sexual intercourse because it's fun to just go to different hotels sometimes and he's got the money. What what district do you reckon uh he keeps his mistri- mistresses in though? That's what I'm interested in. I'm pretty sure he doesn't have a mistress. You think I so? Think, I, I think feel if like he has almost a, all of them do. If he has a girlfriend or a uh, uh, a lady, like a wife, I'm pretty sure that he's... I, I get the impression from interviews. I've seen interviews and stuff of him. I get the impression he's so boring that there's no way he could cheat on a romantic interest. He doesn't call them mistresses. He calls them party members. I've played lol I've played both Kingdom Hearts games and despite them being video games where I mean the main series Kingdom Hearts games despite them being video games where you get Donald Duck and Goofy in your party at the same time I don't get a big sense of Tetsuya Nomura being the type of person who would want multiple types of ladies uh in his emotional interest sphere simultaneously. I feel like he would I feel like his his attention to detail is so obsessive in these games, like the amount of stuff in them that he's probably a pretty cool guy with a lady and that he probably has a lady who thinks he's really cool as well. That's right. my realistic impression that's not Ladies a joke. Big attention to detail. But I would say that his ideal, if, if my joke answer is his ideal romantic interest is probably Eris from Final Fantasy VII because even he couldn't keep her dead. 
and that's about <laughs> it. That's all I've got. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, 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 and my joke for which district he keeps his mistress in was uh, the Cinderella level. Chase. Nice. <laughs> I was going to say the, uh, the, the wall market from Final Fantasy VII's Midgar, which is the, uh, the red right. light of that town. That's a little bit of a deeper cut, but okay. Honk. How there, was there a Cinderella the... level, Jeffy? Yes, there was no. a Cinderella level oh, in Kingdom yeah. Hearts Birth by Sleep. Okay. Birth by Sleep, not main series, though. No, so note, not... That I, note that I specified Jaffe with that question. Yeah. yeah. I think the Little Mermaid level would be better for his mistresses. Awesome. How would they breathe, Tim? The Little How Mermaid... would they breathe? He probably doesn't want them to. I, the Little Mermaid <laughs> level, by the way, is my nomination for worst video game level of all time. If yeah, we had wow. to nominate... We yeah, should, that should be awful. a future topic. What's the worst video game level of all time? Is okay. Little Mermaid level in Kingdom Hearts 1. Okay. How real is a video game that. addiction, and how would you define it? How real is video game addiction? And how would I you think, define it, yes. I think it's uh, it's as real as god darn any other addiction to anything. I think exactly. addiction, addiction yeah. in general is uh, its own thing, right? People mm-hmm. can say they have an addictive personality, that they, they get addicted to stuff. I think if you have an addictive personality, you'll get addicted to something. Could be addicted to video games. I mean, you know, if you're sitting down and you're playing the video game all night, every night, like some people, like they'll get fired from a job and then what will they do? You know, they'll just watch a whole TV show, right? They'll just like watch every episode of Seinfeld. 30 Rock. You know, in one sitting. <laughs> or they'll they'll watch all of, or maybe they'll play a whole game of Civilization Four. You know, they'll just they'll just play it over and over again, like that. That's that's addiction. World of Warcraft that can be addiction, but is it yeah. as bad? Is it as bad because you're interacting with real people and possibly talking about sex? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think is, is um, it addiction if you're talking about intercourse? Only if you're addicted to intercourse. Yeah, people can be uh, sex addicted as well. I think that addiction is possible. That we we have a lot of kind of compulsion loops in these games mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. make you want to keep playing and for a long time to boot. Pokemon is an all right example. Right. Of people that. always say that like puzzle games are addictive, but I don't actually think they are. I don't yeah, I think. Would... I would say that people tend to say puzzle games are addicting. Right. Well, no, they've started using the word addicting instead of addictive in the last two years. Have you noticed that? I have noticed it. It drives me up a goddamn wall. But seriously, is anyone addicted to... I don't think you get addicted to a puzzle game. I don't, I don't really think any of the video game addicts are addicted to puzzle games. I think you play... You take a puzzle game like a multivitamin, and you take... I don't know. Would uh, you define Tetris as a puzzle game? Yes. Well, let me let me continue here. A, a game like Tetris is is like a multivitamin, but a game like uh, World of Warcraft is like a painkiller. You know? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I think you can sense. get addicted to an MMO, uh, something with a grind. But something like Tetris, it's you're just gonna, you know, if, if if you're getting too much of it, it's like some people in Asian countries think you should just take vitamin C all day. You know? You can't really get addicted to vitamin C. But you can sit around going, I should take more of that. And you can't overdose on it, so why not? It turns your pee the color of orange juice, but... Go for it. That's, that's, that's as bad as it, as it gets. But uh, it, it doesn't have... I mean, I think that's what a game, a Tetris is like. Like taking 
six vitamin C's in one day. I think that's what Tetris is like because you don't want to get a cold or something. It's not you're not going to get a cold. Tetris you know? cures what ails you. Yeah, I think people treat Tetris as something like that, or they use puzzle games as like supplements. Actually, you know what would be more accurate for that analogy? Doctor Mario. Yeah, there you go. Doctor Mario cures you. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think I think it's definitely possible for people to get addicted to video games, especially ones where they don't ones what don't require any skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because a puzzle game can very quickly feel like it's kind of laughing at you. You mm-hmm. know. And a game that doesn't laugh at you, you can get addicted to that pretty easily. Right? It's 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 like, pretty clear that people, people have to be addicted to them if they're doing things like even if one person dies while playing a video game because they didn't eat or sleep or drink water, mm-hmm. uh, that is indication that it is possible to be addicted to a video game. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's addiction. If you die in a cafe playing StarCraft or Counter-Strike because you didn't use the toilet for 80 hours, yeah. there's, there's something that's, that's so an addiction. So where's I don't the think, line? At I don't what think... point do you have to step back and think, I may have a problem? If you're doing anything like that... Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if, you're, if, you are, if you are avoiding all other things... Uh, in favor of playing a video game, then well, you I was going to say that I don't think anyone would argue against gambling addiction being a thing. Yeah, um, that's definitely and, a real thing. And I don't see that there's a an enormous difference, you know, theoretically between video poker and a video game. Mm-hmm. Um, so oh, of yeah. course it's possible to be addicted to a video game. I mean, that's really the answer, but. Like Tim said, you can be addicted to absolutely anything. I actually think you can get addicted to Tetris. I think you can have the, oh, you the kind of brain. Can, yeah. I think you can have the kind of broken brain that requires that as its you know fuel or whatever. Just in the same way that people can be obsessive compulsive about things and become addicted to mm-hmm. washing their hands, you know. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's the same stuff. It's video game. Video games are a thing, and you can be addicted to just about anything. Therefore, yes, of course, you'd be addicted to video games. I still think that being addicted to something like Tetris is rarer than being addicted to something like Diablo. Yes, because it's not designed to make you addicted. It's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Now, people who do get addicted to Tetris, that would be an interesting thing to to study, to investigate. Mm -hmm. It's like people who actually do get addicted to a puzzle game that came out like pre uh, this this whole user experience era of games, where there's there's always a deeper user experience. You know. I mean, are people who uh, who practice to be Tetris champions are they addicted, or is there some other perp- like other you know driving force there? I think if there's a, it's possible to be addicted to something that you do socially. Do yeah. we want to one up this question because it's been six minutes? Yeah, let's do it. Sure. So, I mean, it's possible to be addicted to something you do socially. There are people who who say they're social drinkers and definitely only drink at bars with friends, but they're at bars with their friends every day. Right, you know, and they're they're tweeting about being hungover every morning, you know. I, I've, God, those guys are so cool. <laughs> I tend to unfollow a lot of those people, but it's, uh, you know, I, I think I think it is. So maybe it is possible for a champion Street Fighter player to be addicted to Street Fighter. Yeah, I think it could be. Uh, I I wonder though. I mean, I feel like a lot of those people that. The, the the champions seem to feel like they're doing it f- for work as a job, though. 
That but people true. can be addicted to work as well. Mm-hmm. You can be a workaholic. workaholic. Yeah. yeah. Addicted to workaholic. I think it's a really bad word to put. Uh, I think it's really bad to put uh, a holic on the end of something. Mm-hmm. I really wish people didn't do that. That's like a bad mm-hmm. cultural thing with the cultures. I blame <laughs> confessions for shopaholic. Good old shopaholic. Okay, shop-a-holic. so shall we continue? Yes, let's yeah. continue. Young children will often look to fictional characters as role models. That's Which dumb. video games are best suited to provide these? Uh, Uncharted. Yeah. The guy who uh, wears a dirty shirt shoots people in the face. And it's only half That's tucked shit. in, which is really cool. And it stays half tucked in. I'm, I'm looking yeah. up to that right now. Uh, and, and he says shaving a haircut when he shoots a guy in the skull. Mm-hmm. In the front of the skull, no less. Yeah. Shaving a haircut. Duke Nukem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good role model. Yeah. I don't really know. That's a really good question because who, who is a good role model in a video game? Are there any video games about nice people who do nice things for Animal Crossing? Uh, what about the protagonist in Chulip? You. Yeah. Protagonist in Chulip is a good role model, but he yeah. is a little bit weak. He's a yeah. He's what about Superman? A... Superman's really tough and nice. Yeah, but his games He's are pretty a... bad. So yeah, he has also, to be a good game. I don't think also... you define him as a video game character. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. Someday they will, but I not mean, today. we trash talk Kingdom Hearts a lot, but. Uh, Sora, the main character, is a pretty nice guy who just wants to help people and uh, be nice to his friends. If we all mm. wanted to just help people, that would be cool. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Uh, Chrono from Chrono Trigger teaches you to shut up. <laughs> Chrono. Are you saying that because he's a silent protagonist? Yeah, he's cool and he's quiet. But there's so be many cool of them. Quiet too. Yeah. So is Mar- um, so is uh, Gordon Freeman. I was going to say Morgan Freeman. No, <laughs> because Gordon Freeman teaches you it's cool to go around hitting stuff with a crowbar, and that's a good way to end up in a gang. It is also he cool doesn't though. talk. That's what we were saying with the yeah. Chrono thing. Yeah, yeah, that's not cool at all. No. Uh, well, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not agreeing that the Master Chief from cool. Halo is pretty cool. Master John uh, Chief. I, I actually am. Not really joking. I've played all the Halo games, and uh, he seems to make very honorable decisions. Yeah. And uh, he has a sense of duty, but he also kind of has a sense of strategic creativity. Okay. And uh, he is able to uh, to work well with others, even if the others are from uh, the alien race that is threatening humanity. Yeah, he doesn't make uh, assumptions. He's not... Yeah, he's a, a, yeah. He's he's technically just kind of a robo soldier in a future science fiction war, uh, which sounds like the sort of thing you'd see in one of those stupid video games. But he's they, he's actually characterized as kind of a, a a cool, smart guy, and they don't they don't ladle it on either. They don't. I think don't, noble is the right word. He's a very noble, humble, modest. So. Guy. I can't actually tell if I'm joking when I say this, but Leisure Suit Larry, in some ways, <laughs> I'll bear like, with you. In Hold some on. ways, can be a role model because he's a loser that no one likes, but he just shrugs it off. And when he has a goal, he just keeps trying for it till he gets it and ignores everybody. There's got to be a better example of that he, than Leisure Suit Larry. He's a sociopath, so that's cool. <laughs> he's, he's like he's like everybody working at a startup right now. Yeah. 
I mean, that started as a joke in my head, and I was like, oh, man, it's going to be so funny if I say Lucy Larry, because he's not. But then it's like, well, in some ways, kind of. But, yeah, you're right. There's got to be a better example of that in video games. I just can't think of one. I think I'd like to be Bullet Witch. <laughs> I would want to be Bullet Witch. Uh, I would want to be Bullet Witch right now. I aspire to use magic and fly around. Well, she doesn't really fly around, but use magic and be real cool and have nice costumes. That's I would I mean just want to be Mario because he can jump like four times his height. I would be happy with that. You could probably you fix your toilet lights. too. Yeah, and also well, I would be able to fix my plumbing. You never see Mario fix a toilet, Brandon. But you know well, that he can do we it. Know, we know. know he can do it. We don't have to see it. The extent of his Remember plumbing that? is like bouncing under, is jumping under turtles in, in a video, in, in like giant pipe systems. I don't have to see it to know. Hitting it's in his bio. Pumps. Uh, Jaffe, video games are abstractions of reality, okay? Come on. Yeah, that's true. They Get are. over it. Remember that puzzle game with the pipes in it? The pipe dream? Yeah, pipe yeah. dream. Why wasn't, that, why wasn't Mario in that? <laughs> that's a good question. It's why a really good question considering, considering that bullet, Bulletproof Software sold like most of their games to Nintendo who like slapped Yoshi on them anyway. Oh, they yeah. sitting why, on didn't they, why didn't they buy Pipe Dream and put Mario Half of Bioshock was Pipe Dream. Oh like, man, Mario've gotten on that. That was the only part of the game that seemed like holistically, uh, thoughtfully designed uh, video game. The rest of it, it was just getting. Is the witness going to be pipe dreams as well? Are we are we witnessing a pipe dreams resurrection? Apparently, that witness stuff is kind of a troll. Yeah, that's all no, I, I know. I think we talked about that and yeah. came to that conclusion. But who else should Youngins aspire to be from video Master games? Chief. Yeah, cooking I think Master Mama. Chief is a good answer. Oh, I Cooking Mama. Yeah. I would want to be Cooking Mama. I'm looking up at the video games on my shelf and thinking, man, my, definitely not Kane and Lynch. The definitely best, not Marcus Phoenix. I'm gonna look at. I'm gonna look at mine too. I want to talk a little bit about Cooking Mama and be how the boy's equivalent from the Wii shovelware shelf that I checked out the other day is Science Papa. So women cook and men do science. That's yeah, that's so... a real game from the same franchise. Science that's video Papa. games, huh? Science, yeah. Science Papa? Yeah. That's pretty that's dumb. Thing. There's Cooking about... Mama and Babysitting Mama and Science Papa. Don't forget Gardening Mama. Uh, uh, is it called? Yeah, I guess there's Gardening Mama. Is there Gardening Mama? Well, I'm pretty sure. Guess what, guys? That was ten Mario questions. Mario Chief. Ten questions. Like it when you call any Science Papa. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think you know, uh, Papa that means, means Pope in Spanish. So... Science Pope. Yeah, there you go. Science, science Pope. Oh, I want to play Science Pope. That sounds <laughs> yeah, like a great game. Why oh, did, man. Why does the Mac get like Science Pope? <laughs> oh, we, I want to design Science Pope. The game. Sure. That's great. Well, here's what we're doing for the lightning round this week. Science uh, Pope. We're going to do something that we haven't done in a long time. We're going to do bottom line review. Except oh, this time. BLR. Except this time, instead of games, we're going to do it for video game movies. Mm. So I'll name a movie, and you have to define it in a single sentence. Man, I can only think of like five of them, so I hope that uh, <laughs> I hope I've seen these. Well, you could always go with your go-to and just make fun of the title. Yeah. True. Our first one is Prince is... of Persia: The Sands of Time. Oh, but I haven't seen that. Well, I don't think any of us have. Um, it's got uh, Donnie Darko in it. Yeah. Dude, there you Prince go. Prince of Persia is Donnie Darko's. <laughs> Donnie, it's a pretty weird. Film. Se- 
is a pretty weird Donnie Darko sequel. Yeah. Lara Croft Tomb Raider. Oh man. One of <laughs> one of the sexiest films about necrophilia that you will see. Sexrophilia. Nice. Sex Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat is definitely uh, an adaptation of Mortal Kombat. That is true. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mortal Kombat is uh is like Enter the Dragon but with Mortal Kombat characters. There you go. <laughs> Great. Uh, Final this. Fantasy, The Spirits Within. It's actually not a bad movie if you watch it again a couple years later. It sucks that the people's mouths don't move right, though. Uh, Final Fantasy, The the Spirits Within, is uh, does not dilly-dally or shilly-shally. Great. Doom. Okay. Doom is hilarious. I watched that. Me and me and McCune watched that. It's so great. So it the bottom the line is Doom is hilarious. I watched it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's got, it's got the Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Carl Urban in it. I mean, come on. Seriously. Doom has a nice logo. Doom. No, it turned out. Is a good logo Street attached Fighter. to a decent movie. Street Fighter is Halloween. Yeah. I'm ready. There you go. Halloween is... Okay, Street Fighter the movie is the weirdest Halloween movie I've ever seen. (laughs) Street Fighter the movie uh, was an apt way for Raul Julia to go out. Yes. Street Fighter the movie was... Street Fighter the movie is basically a videotaped Halloween party. There we go. (laughs) That's it. There we go. That's great. Uh, Pokemon the first movie. Oh, I haven't seen that one, but I guess Pokemon the first movie is the prequel to Pokemon the second movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, predecessor. Predecessor. I would have thought you'd have at least seen the first Pokemon movie with Mewtwo. It's pretty good. No, no, I haven't seen it. I saw that TV show though. Pokemon the first movie is at least two more frames per second of animation than Pokemon the TV series. Great. Pokemon the first movie is not does not have enough time to catch them all. Max Payne. There was a Max movie. Payne? Yeah, Max Payne yeah, Mark Wahlberg. Max huh. Payne hurts just a little bit more to watch than uh, regular Payne. Max Payne. Wait, they made that. <laughs> Max <laughs> Payne could have hurt a little bit more. Hitman. Which oh, one? Hitman. Was that the first Hitman? Okay. Hitman, if I wanted to watch a movie about a bald guy... I was just going to say, Hitman is a bald man's power fantasy. (laughs) If I wanted to watch a movie about a bald psychopath, I would watch Sexy Beast instead. (laughs) That's not really a one-sentence review, but let's go with it. Kind of is. Yeah, but it doesn't say what Hitman is. I'm trying to think think of something with as good a bald psychopath movie as Sexy Beast. There you go. Wait, but is Hitman really a psychopath? It is his job. I think he's a psychopath. Hitman is like a YouTube reenactment of the professional. Ooh, that's great. Uh, Blood Rain. Oh, Uh, man, they made a movie of that, didn't they? Blood Blood Rain's that one with the vampire lady, I guess. Blood Rain is better than some vampire movies, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Blood Rain is not the worst vampire. (laughs) Possibly not the worst vampire movie. Blood Rain is a the far inferior sequel to Purple Rain, Purple Rain, and they couldn't even get Prince to star. Resident yeah. Evil. 
Resident Evil, more like President Evil. Try again, Tim. <laughs> uh, Resident Evil, more like Scary House. Resident, Resident Evil, Evil ought to get its green card taken away. Resident Evil is... <laughs> nice! Resident Evil does have Amelia uh, Jovovich's breasts in it, and that is why my ex-girlfriend watched it. Amelia Jovovich. And we're going to end Evil. off... Oh, okay, go ahead. Go no, go on, Tim. I don't care. I don't even care anymore. <laughs> and we're going to go off classy with Super Mario Bros. Uh, Super Mario Bros. is not a game. Super Mario Bro <laughs> Bros. encourages you all to walk the dinosaur. Super Mario Bros. is not a game is the best answer because the slogan on the movie poster was, this ain't no game. <laughs> yes, I remember that, Tim. I think our entire audience remembers that. That's oh, and I wanted to say, uh, as a little close-up note here, I remember a couple of months ago on the podcast, one of the questions was, what was the best video game movie of all time? And we all settled on Mortal Kombat. And there was one I was trying to think of but couldn't. And it was the Professor Layton movie was actually oh, yeah. great. And it was done by the animation people at the level five who made the animations in the games. And it was like a real like movie that tied in seamlessly to the games and it was very thoughtfully put together. So I think that's probably the best video game movie of all time by default. Okay. Way to go. You've been listening to Insert Credit. Make sure you stick around if you're listening live, and Ooh. we'll answer your questions after the show. If you're not listening live, make sure you tune in next week, and we're gonna, you can we're your get cues. those updates by uh, joining our Facebook group at uh, www.facebook.com slash icpodcast. You can look us up on iTunes. You can rate us and review us. You can subscribe. You could Ooh. subscribe to our RSS feed, which is insertcredit.com slash media slash insertcredit.xml. Got it. You could send e emails to podcast at insertcredit.com with your own questions and your votes for the best game of all time and the best Genesis game of all time, which we will cover on future shows. I'm Alex Jaffe. Uh, I'm Frank Spalding. <laughs> I'm Tim Rogers. Yep. I'm Brandon Sheffield. And this... It's podcasting. Podcast over, yeah!